I'm a real supersonic, pass the ball like magic. Sean Kim or Larry Bird, the old school Mavericks. I got basketball cards, gonna sing a little more. I got basketball cards, now enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Godfather Nate Milton. And right now, I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, show me your basketball cards. In the spirit of the great names of the past, like Dikembe Mutombo, and not Michael Jordan, but Baby Jordan, Harold Miner, Drazen, Arvidas, J.R. Ryder bringing that East Bay funk. I bring to you the man who met World Be Free and Danny Ferry, your host and my brother, Zaire, also known as Bandana Z. Welcome back to my basketball cards. I'm your host, Zaire. Big shout out to Paris Alexa for the theme song and to Brother Nate Milton for the show intro. Today we got the Skybox version of Kevin Garnett's rookie card. And we're going to talk about Kevin Garnett's first season in the NBA. Now, many of you definitely remember Kevin Garnett as a basketball player. He retired just recently. Final season, uh, was it? Hold on, let me make sure I got this right. Because time is ticking fast. His final season was 2015-2016. Which don't seem too long ago, but at the same time, with all that we've been through over the past year with the pandemic, seems like a lifetime ago as well. Uh, he's recently been inducted into the Hall of Fame. Congrats to him. And, uh, you know, known as KG, the big ticket and the kid. Drafted in 1995 out of high school. Now, here's the deal with that. Kevin Garnett was drafted fifth in the NBA draft in 1995. And if you had it to do all over again, I'm sure he would be drafted number one because he was by far the best player in that draft. And arguably, you know, you can look at, at Kevin Garnett's numbers and they stack up almost against anybody Um I really think when he was in his prime in the early 2000s, especially, he was as he was the best player in the NBA, I thought. Um, a lot of people always would say Kobe. Um, but I just thought Kevin Garnett could do so many things that no other basketball player of his time could really do well. Like he could do everything well, except for like he didn't shoot threes. That was like his only thing. He didn't shoot threes. But everything else, he did very, very well. While you can point at like players like Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan ain't bringing the ball up the court. Kobe Bryant can't play in the post like Kevin Garnett can. You know, like you could poke holes in everybody's games. The only problem is that Kevin Garnett's teams in Minnesota had a hard time winning. And you could say it was personnel. You could say it was coaching. You could say a lot of things. Um, but... Kevin Garnett definitely, you know, eventually got his championship. So let's, you know, go back, though, and talk about his rookie season. If you talk about the 95 draft, first of all, the 95 draft, it was an exciting time. I remember being a um, young kid, teenager, during this time period. Joe Smith went number one, and he was out of Maryland. And so a lot of people might have a hard time understanding why Why did Joe Smith get picked number one? Well, if you were around during that time period, Joe Smith was a very, very good power forward at University of Maryland. 
And he looked like a guy that was just going to transition to the NBA on a smooth, you know, path. He just had the goods. He had, he could shoot, he could score, he could um, rebound, you know, he could do it all. It seemed um, just a very, um, very good power forward. I would say the only thing he needed to do was possibly gain some weight coming out of, um, College, he was like 220 or something like that, 6'10", so maybe he needed to bulk up a little bit to about 230, 235. But other than that, the dude had game. And when you look at Kevin Garnett, you go, well, why didn't they pick Kevin Garnett first? Kevin Garnett was out of high school. And so you look and you think about LeBron coming out of high school and other guys, you know, Amari Stoudemire. But when Kevin Garnett came out of high school, that hadn't happened where a guy was drafted directly out of high school. I don't think that had happened since Moses Malone. And Moses Malone got drafted in the 1970s. So when Kevin Garnett gets, you know, when he's up for it, you look at this guy who is pretty much seven feet tall, but very, very lean. Uh, he was a kid and he looked like a very tall, skinny kid. In the 1990s, power forwards and centers in the NBA, you think about Karl Malone, big, strong, muscular man. Charles Oakley, big, strong man. <laughs> you know, um, who else could I think of? Even like Anthony Mason, big, strong man. <laughs> you know, so when a guy comes in the league and he's like, I would say Kevin Garnett gained weight over the years, but I think straight out of high school, he may have been like 200. He, he was very lean, very, very lean. And so that was like a concern. I was, I was concerned, and I'm not even an NBA scout. I was like, how is this skinny dude going to do anything? He's too tall to play guard. He's too weak and skinny looking to play post. How is it going to work? Um, but Kevin Garnett was kind of like the sign of things to come, uh, the sign that the game was changing, the sign that um, a different kind of power forward was on his way to the NBA. And, and we kind of got those signs with Chris Webber previously, um, a guy who could do multiple things, but Chris Webber was still big and strong. He still looked like the prototypical power forward. Kevin Garnett did not. However, um, you know, once again, we look at the draft. Joe Smith, number one. Uh, Garnett went five ahead of Garnett. Number two, Antonio McDice, very talented power forward, once again, who, um, when you think about Antonio McDice real quick, he got drafted by the Clippers. Joe Smith was drafted by the Warriors, by the way. Antonio McDice, drafted by the Clippers. When you think about him, he was a, um, a guy who got hot. In the NCAA tournament all season long, you know, if you were following college basketball, you saw Antonio McDice. He did good, but it, you saw like, man, this dude got some some really he got some athleticism. Something's about him special. But when he got in the NCAA tournament, he balled out and he did his thing, and that rose his stock. Um, I'm trying to find his Alabama numbers because he played at Alabama 93-94 and 94-95 season. So he's a sophomore his uh, final year. His first year, he averaged 11.4 points and 8 rebounds per game. His second year, 13.9 points 
and 10 rebounds per game. And I'm telling you, I don't have his NCAA tournament numbers in front of me, but his numbers jumped up in that NCAA tournament. He got a lot of attention, and that really helped him um, rise up. Because if you see, like, he averaged 13.9 points per game. That's not like, ooh, like, you know, but what he could do athletically and how he played really got the attention of a lot of NBA scouts. So he went number two. Uh, number three was Jerry Stackhouse. Jerry Stackhouse was in um, a North Carolina product and a two guard. Many people thought would be like the next Jordan because he had a similar build, you know, about six, 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 seven, uh, very strong, very athletic. Um, his dunks were so entertaining to watch. You know, if you were casting a movie and you say, I need somebody to play Michael Jordan in college, Jerry Stackhouse could have possibly done it better than anyone else in the country. Um, so, yeah, Jerry Stackhouse coming out and, and he had a very, very long, productive career, uh, but he didn't quite live up to the next Jordan, which is hard for anyone to live up to. Um you know, Kobe Bryant ended up taking that mantle and, and doing as much with it as possible. But um, definitely Jerry Stackhouse did have a productive career, two-time All-Star. He went third. Uh, fourth was one of my favorite players ever, Rashid Wallace, <laughs> who we have talked about in a previous episode. He went number four right ahead of Kevin Garnett. Rasheed Wallace coming out, once again, another North Carolina guy, power forward. Um, once again, we talk about players who kind of evolved the position. He's another one. Um, when you start, when you talk about stretch power forwards, they existed in the 80s. It just wasn't many of them. Um, Bill A. Beer was a stretch power forward, stretch slash center. Um, Jack Sigma was a guy who could stretch the floor with his jump shot previously in the 70s and 80s. So you had those guys, but you just didn't have a ton of them. Rasheed Wallace was a guy who was as group. He, I mean, when you talk about his post game, you can't find too many players during his time that had post moves like him that could dominate inside, and he could shoot the three. So you didn't know what Rasheed was going to do offensively, and that was a good pick for the Washington Bullets. It's just I think their organization was so chaotic at the time. They really – didn't know what to do with him, and he went on, and they, they sent him to Portland, and they continued to struggle, and he helped Portland become a championship contender while he was there. And there we are with number five, Kevin Garnett, and we're finally, you know, 10 minutes in the show. <laughs> we're going to talk about his rookie season. Um, briefly, look, um, rookie year, you got him going to the Minnesota Timberwolves, and at the time, the Timberwolves were still a very, very new franchise. Their first season was the 89-90 season. Um, they were a part of, it was four expansion teams in two years where you had Minnesota, you had um, Charlotte, Miami, Minnesota, and uh, who was the, I always forget, the fourth team. <laughs> so my bad, I had to take a break and Look up that fourth team. It's Orlando. If I had to take a trivia test uh, of the four expansion teams in 89, 90, 90, 91, I would fail all the time. Or maybe it was 88, 89, 89, 90. That's what it was. Um, I, would, I always forget one. Sometimes I forget Minnesota. But 
Um, but yeah, so Minnesota 89-90 was their first season. And, you know, you got this new franchise. First of all, it's hard to win as a new franchise. Uh, you get a lot of expansion. Uh, you do an expansion draft and you get players from other teams. And some of the players ain't too excited to be included in expansion draft. Um, and you have to learn how to run a franchise. Um, you know, it's, it's really rough. So with Minnesota, it was very rough early on. Uh, they thought they struck gold in 1992 when they drafted Christian Leitner, who, um, you know, was on the dream team uh, with USA Basketball. He was arguably, I mean, you can't name five people with a better collegiate career than Christian Leitner. You know, when you talk about people like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, uh, Pete Maravich, Christian Leitner's right up there and, you know, a big-time winner. Uh, so they thought they struck gold when they got him. The next year they got the very athletic and um, controversial <laughs> Isaiah Ryder. Uh, and so there you are. You got a power forward in Leitner and a two-guard in Isaiah Ryder. So you're thinking, okay, we good. But, you know, by the time 1994 came, the team was still struggling. Um, things just weren't looking good. So, uh, 94, they drafted Diane Marshall, didn't hold on to him, um, ended up in 95, you know, still struggling. Franchise had yet to have a winning season. Once again, it was still very young. So you end up with Kevin Garnett. And, um, once again, I, I just think that no one knew exactly what Kevin Garnett was going to do because no one had seen anyone come out of the NBA. I mean, out of high school directly, you know, from high school to the NBA since Moses Malone. Moses Malone, when he came out, man, he was a powerhouse. He was strong. He 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 was a man playing with boys. Kevin Garnett still seemed like a boy playing with boys, even though his game was phenomenal. You would still looked at his physical you know, his his lack of muscle and all of that and thought, oh, he's still a boy. He needs to go to college, you know, that type of thing. So he gets to Minnesota and the Timberwolves, you know, his rookie season, they finished 26 and 56. And he's on the same team with Kevin Garnett. I'm not with, uh, he is Kevin Garnett, with Christian Leitner and Isaiah Ryder, the two guys that are, you know, the, the stars of the franchise when he gets there. Uh, they, they also get, Tom Gugliotta as well, who, you know, pretty good NBA player as well during his time. Uh, so you got Kevin Garnett starting the season as a reserve. He's only 19 years old. Um, so by mid-season or so, Christian Leitner is shipped out of town. Um, it just... I don't think the city didn't, they thought they were getting the Christian Leitner from Duke that was the best player in the game and was winning championships and all of that. They didn't quite get that Christian Leitner. I think the Christian Leitner was great because he had a structure at Duke that he could thrive in. And that structure did not exist in Minnesota. Some players can help you build that culture. Some players need that culture already in place. Maybe Christian Leitner is the latter. Isaiah Ryder, um, once again, productive player in Minnesota, but there was a lot of 
issues. Um, and I'm not at all trying to talk bad about him. It just seemed like there was always some kind of rumblings of something uh, off the court with Isaiah Ryder, which could turn people against you, could turn a city against you, could turn a league against you. And so um, he was there. Tom Gugliotta, once again, a good basketball player. He's there. So Leitner's shipped out. After that, Kevin Garnett becomes the starting center or starting, what is it? Small forward at first, actually. Um, And he played 80 games his rookie year. Once again, they finished 26 and 56. Kevin Garnett averaged 10.4 points per game as a rookie. A little known fact is that in his first 20 games, please excuse the traffic driving by, (laughs) In in his first 20 games, Garnett only scored double digits twice in his first 20 games. He didn't start any of those games. He didn't start until January 9th, 1996, and it was a two-point loss against the Lakers. KG had nine points in that game. So when you get to his first 35 games, he'd only scored double digits three times. So if you're not in Minnesota watching this guy play and you see, hey, dude scored double digits three times in 35 games, you think, mm, yeah, you know, Minnesota might have screwed this one up. And, you know, you look at them trading Christian Leitner, who some people weren't as high on anymore, but then some people thought, well, maybe Christian Leitner needs to go somewhere else and be productive, whatever. So you're thinking, our oh, franchise is going to be bad for a while, right? Well, Kevin Garnett did turn things up um, later in the season. So if you go from the 41st game, which is the halfway mark of the year for him, he played um, in 80 games. So, But 41st game that he played in on out, he scored double digits in 39 of those last 41 games. He was starting, getting minutes consistently, and... Um, he, he produced. He produced, and that's what brought his average up to 10 points per game. His best game as a rookie, first of all, he had 12 double-doubles. Uh, not bad at all. Uh, scored 33 points in a five-point loss to the Boston Celtics, March 27, 1996. And it's ironic that that would be the team that he won a championship with. So his long 30-point game, his rookie season, came against the Celtics. The Celtics at the time were struggling as well. Um, they, If I read to you their starting lineup, you'll be like, who? Um, David Wesley, Rick Fox, Eric Williams, Alton Lister, Greg Miner uh, was the starting lineup that day. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Shout out to David Wesley, very good player. We all know Rick Fox um, for, you know, his career as well as acting and being married to the former Miss America, Vanessa Williams, once upon a time. Uh, but yeah, this team, D Brown is a name. He was still hanging around a veteran at the time, but yeah, this team was a uh, hard to get behind, but yeah, that was Kevin Garnett's first 30 point game. Uh, he's had 33 points 
grabbed eight rebounds, dished out four assists. Isaiah Ryder had 29 points that day. And uh, Tom Gugliotta had 21. So you're thinking, hey, this is a big three right here, right? <laughs> they probably didn't use the phrase big three at the time. But, you know, you're thinking like, okay, we can ride with these guys. But Isaiah Ryder wasn't too much longer for the Timberwolves. Um, trying to see his best rebounding performance. Wow. Against Philadelphia, March 6, 1996. He had 14 points, 19 rebounds, four blocked shots, and a 13-point win over the Philadelphia 76ers. Philly was struggling, too. Uh, they were 11-47. and 47. Let's see. So we're, Man, this is a Philly team with Jerry Stackhouse as a rookie, 23 points leading the way. Uh, Clarence Witherspoon, if you're a real 90s NBA fan, you probably remember him. 13 points, 11 rebounds. He was a very good rebounder. Um Mad Max, Vernon Maxwell for Philadelphia, one for 14, <laughs> scoring four points. That dude would shoot. He didn't care what you thought. Um, but, yeah, some nights he made it, some nights he didn't. So, yeah, uh, Kevin Garnett's rookie season was one where he, you know, eventually started getting the playing time that, you know, um, he deserved. He worked hard and, you know, they made a move to get rid of Christian Laettner and they put their chips on a high school kid. That is a daring move, um, you know, for multiple reasons, and I'll get into it. One reason, on the surface, you're in Minnesota. It's not, like, heavily populated with African-Americans. If you can have a white star, that would be great. And it sounds crazy, but it's true that if you have a white star that's American and productive, it will help help you with your white fan base. If you're in a neighborhood, if you're in an area with a bunch of white people, and that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. So Christian Leitner was that, but he didn't he didn't win, and his teams didn't perform well, and he wasn't averaging twenty five a game. He was averaging like between sixteen and eighteen a game, and that's not a superstar. In the NBA, uh, unless you're averaging like a triple double or, you know, 15 boards a game, too. But he wasn't. So, you know, if you get rid of your your white star and then, you know, you got a high school kid at that. So you had Leitner, who was accomplished in college. Garnett, who was a high school star. It just on the surface, you're thinking, oh, what are they doing? Right. But. It proved this. First of all, you should not base your franchise off of the color of someone's skin, right? And y'all gonna get it twisted. Y'all gonna think I said that you should have a white star. What I'm saying is, is that unfortunately, some people support folks based off of their re being able to relate to them because of their skin color. It's just what it is. Until that, that person proves to not be as good as they think they are. Um, and then here's another thing. Christian Leitner went on to Atlanta and became an all-star like the next season. So you're thinking like, oh, did we make a mistake? <laughs> you know, but Minnesota was all in with Kevin Garnett. And for on the positive side for them, for the Minnesota Timberwolves franchise, he did not let Minnesota down. 
You can argue that Minnesota possibly let him down by not keeping a strong lineup around him throughout his time there. But he didn't let Minnesota down. Uh, second season, he became an all-star, 20 years old, averaging 17 points, 8 rebounds, and 3.1 assists per game, 2.1 block shots, uh, 1.4 steals. Uh, just improved on all levels. His his second year was very, very popular uh, around the league. Third year All-Star. I mean, he was an All-Star um, 15 times during his 21 years in the NBA. Um, played with Minnesota up until the 2006-2007 season. His finest season in Minnesota was his um, season in 2003-2004 when he was named the NBA MVP, averaging 24 points, 13, leading the league with 13.9 rebounds per game, uh, five assists per game, 2.2 block shots per game. Uh, he was phenomenal that year. Um, and I just think that, once again, at that time, he was the MVP, but he definitely, I just think he was the best player in basketball, hands down, especially that year. And that year, his team made it to the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals, I should say, um, where they lost to the, War the, the Lakers. I was about to say the Warriors. The Lakers, uh, who had Shaq and Kobe, of course. Um... He, he he did well. 18 games, uh, first time out of the first round. 18 games, 24.3 points per game in those 18 games. 14.6 rebounds during the playoffs. 5.1 assists. Just played great. Uh, just didn't have enough. You know, Latrell Sprewell, Sam Cassell was on that squad. They were fun to watch, but Shaq and Kobe was just a bit too much. However, 2007-2008, uh, he ends up in Boston, wins his first and only championship. Uh, they probably would have repeated the next year, but he got hurt during the season and wasn't able to play. But overall, when you look at Kevin Garnett's career, very healthy. Um, you know, not a guy that got injured a ton where he missed a lot of playing time um, in many seasons. And when he started missing playing time, he was in his 30s. He played a ton of basketball, but when you talk about, you know, from 19 to 28 years old, he played 80 games in almost every season, um, at least 81, eight, at least 80 games in every season. So that's pretty good. Um, but yeah, so Minnesota went on, you know, after that rookie season of his, uh, his second year, they were 40 and 42. And they qualified for the NBA playoffs. That's when they got Stephon Marbury, who uh, was drafted by Milwaukee and then traded to to uh, Minnesota for Ray Allen. So it'll be interesting to see how Ray Allen and Kevin Garnett would have fit together in Minnesota had Minnesota kept him. But Stephon Marbury was this dynamic point guard. And if you can get a dynamic point guard who can run the show, score, uh, dish, um, sometimes you take that over the two guard. Sometimes, but I don't know, you know. But yeah, Steph Marbury was pretty good 
for a, a good fit for the Timberwolves, but that didn't last long either. <laughs> he was only there uh, for three seasons, parts of three seasons. Uh, he was traded into his third season to New Jersey. <clears throat> but while he was in Minnesota, uh, the team was very successful, uh, made the playoffs two times while he was in Minnesota. Um and think about it. Like, you're talking about a team that had never had a winning season before Garnett got there. And all of a sudden, they became a playoff uh, fixture throughout the uh, 90s and 2000s, early 2000s, which was good for them. They were still a young franchise. So, uh, to be able to compete and even qualify for the Western Conference uh, Finals once, it was a big deal. Uh, but yeah, and then I forgot to mention Isaiah Ryder was sent away after I want to say Garnett's second year or during his second year. So yeah, before his second year, yeah, Isaiah Ryder was there his rookie season. That's it. <laughs> they were done with Isaiah Ryder and Christian Leitner. And Isaiah Ryder actually he went on uh, to be a, a contributor with the Portland Trail Blazers. Just like Rasheed Wallace did when we mentioned, um, and he did well with them. Still, like it's like I said, it just seemed like trouble followed him everywhere he went. Um, I don't know. It's an enigma. Uh, interesting story, interesting tale. I've heard many people rip on Isaiah Ryder, but I don't know if, you know, sometimes it's like some things people do is self-inflicted, and then there's things that other people do to make things worse. So it's not always the person, but it's how you deal with things. So we don't know. I'm not going to cast judgment on Isaiah Ryder. Um, but yeah, all that being said, Kevin Garnett, a rookie season that wasn't the best rookie season in the world, but it was a sign. The end of it was a sign of things to come. And he became the greatest player in Timberwolves history. He leads that franchise in everything. <laughs> Every category. Before we wrap up, just to let you know in case you didn't. Because some of you probably think of Kevin Garnett as a Celtic. And his time in Boston was a bit brief. Um, he spent most of his career in Minnesota. Um, we talk about the most games as a Timberwolf. Kevin Garnett, 970 games. Most minutes played. Kevin Garnett, 36,189. Field goals made, 7,641. Kevin Garnett. Um, most, let's see. There's another. Assist. The all-time assist leader in Timberwolves history. Kevin Garnett, 4,216. Leader in rebounds. Kevin Garnett, 10,700. <laughs> 10,718 steals, Kevin Garnett, 1,315 blocks, Kevin Garnett, 1,590 uh, points, Kevin Garnett, 19,201 triple doubles, Kevin Garnett, 16. So he leads that franchise in every important statistical um, number. Um, when you talk about all-time numbers real quick before we wrap up, Going a little long here, but when you talk about all-time numbers, how he ranks, how he ranks amongst the greats that have ever played, 
if my computer would start acting right, y'all, y'all, y'all gotta know. I don't know these numbers off the top of my head. I have to use basketball reference. So, <laughs> um, the best of all time. When you look at Kevin Garnett, he is one of them. He is the tenth. Uh, best rebounder in NBA history with 14,662. 21st on the all-time scoring list with 26,071 points. Um, let's see. All-time in assists, he's 52nd. Not bad for a power forward. 5,445 assists. All-time in steals, 19. 19th. With 1,859 steals, blocks 20th in NBA history with 2,037. Um, so, yeah, those are the numbers when you look at him all time. You know, you got a guy that's the 10th best rebounder of all time, 21st all time in points. When you drafted him as a kid and you tell you, hey, this is how your career is going to turn out, you, t- you take it every day of the week. 22 all league selections. That's amazing. <laughs> and one of those includes all rookies. So that's why, because we say 21 seasons. So you got um, various selections. Uh, all rookie in 95, 96. Uh, all NBA 98, 99. All defensive first team 90, 90, 99, 2000. So, you know, he just was a, he, he was decorated and great. So that's Kevin Garnett. Uh, we talk about this season. Players who uh, impacted the league, their rookie seasons uh, from, we're talking about players from the, let's say, late 80s-ish, throughout the 90s and the early 2000s. Um, Kevin Garnett is definitely one of the greatest of all time to ever do it. Thank you for listening to my basketball cards. Follow us at Rebel Life Media. If you got any questions on Twitter, you know what I'm saying, tweet us, let us know how you feel about the show, any requests and all of that. My basketball cards will be back with another episode soon.